I would like to introduce today's speaker, Ann Bowman, High Watch mentor of longstanding, and has been a Prospero student since she and her sister were introduced to our school through their parents. Originally from Glendale, California, she and her family moved to Colorado to return to California in 1980. Anne has given many classes, workshops, and talks at our assemblies throughout the years. She continues to be a volunteer in various capacities and is a member of the Board of Trustees. Her interests include studying astrology, reading historical fiction, and doing jigsaw puzzles. The title of her talk today is In the Name of Sanity, and that's based on the book by Lewis Mumford. Using Shakespeare's play, The Tempest, Mumford talks about how the characters of Prospero and Caliban illustrate the irrationality of his time. Anne will discuss how his ideas relate to the irrationality of our time, the tempests we are experiencing, and the urgent need for sanity. I'm delighted to turn the meeting over to our speaker, Anne Bowman. Thank you, Janet. Welcome, everybody. Um, recently, I was looking at our Prospero's webpage, uh, www.theprospero's.org, and I reread the section titled Our Story. It reads The inception of the Prospero's occurred in the bar of the Harvard Club, Thane often said. He was inspired by 13 talks in the name of sanity by Lewis Mumford and linked the ideas with his own The Astounding Revelation written on the island of Patmos following the release from Nuremberg prison many years earlier. So just out of curiosity, wondering what it was that inspired Thane, I ordered a copy of the book. And uh, Mumford, just to give a little background, Mumford was an American historian, sociologist, philosopher of technology, and a literary critic. In the book, In the Name of Sanity, he talks about the roles of Prospero and Caliban, characters from Shakespeare's play, The Tempest, as illustrations of what he saw in American and world policies in the 1950s. For those of you not familiar with the play, The Tempest, let me do a brief recap. Prospero was the magician Duke of Milan and he lost his dukedom because he wasn't paying attention. He was out doing magic and, and playing around in the kingdom and not really paying attention and administering the way he should. Consequently, his brother um, Antonio usurped the kingdom and he wanted to permanently get rid of Prospero. So he um, arrested Prospero and his daughter Miranda and put them in a boat, set out to sea, and set them in a uh, section of the sea where they were sure to encounter tempests, because there were a lot of storms in that area. And Antonio was convinced that once they were out to sea, a tempest would gather them up, break up the boat, and kill them. And he'd be rid of them forever. However, Prospero and Miranda were caught up in a tempest, but they weren't destroyed. Their boat was shipwrecked on an island, and they were stranded there. The inhabitants on the island were the character Caliban, who's an unruly brute, 
who ruled the island and was in control of everything. The other character was Ariel. Shakespeare called Ariel a bright spirit and Ariel was imprisoned in the tree, in a tree by Caliban's mother. She wanted to help keep her son in power. Shakespeare described Caliban as being a fawning brute, that gibbering fool, that snarling animal representing the lower animal nature of man. Caliban ruled the island with fear and intimidation. Prospero comes to understand that Caliban is important to his and his daughter's survival because Caliban knows where to get food. He also knows where to find food, I mean wood, so that he can um, have enough uh, warmth, they can create a fire, have warmth, and do cooking. So he realizes that he needs to tame Caliban and works with him so that he becomes a useful servant. Having been in control of the island up until that time, Caliban is not very eager to give up control and to give up his power. Um, in addition to working with Caliban, Prosper also frees Ariel, who helps him eventually confront his brother and those who were part of the plot to usurp the kingdom. Bringing the qualities of Caliban and Ariel together, Prospero realizes how he can escape the island and regain his dukedom. At the time that he wrote the book, um, it was 10 years, at the time Mumford wrote his book, it was 10 years after the end of World War II in Europe. America had recently dropped the atomic bombs on both Hiroshima and Nagasaki to force Japan's surrender in the Pacific and an end to the war. Mumford was deeply concerned about these uses or misuses of atomic energy going forward. He wrote, Caliban is the symbol of the primitive unconscious forces in man, which are expressed by art, offer a greater threat to reason and love than their more obvious enemies. In contrast, Prospero's, uh, Mumford saw Prospero as the incarnation of man's higher powers. He is the discerning intelligence that foresees and anticipates in a state of constant alertness against blind habit and meaningless automaticism. If Caliban is brute vitality and energy undirected and self-destructive, Prospero's Prospero is potentiality and purpose, value and meaning, power molded by form, providentially directed to the service of man's present life and toward the development of a greater life that shall transcend limitations. Our school's name, The Prosperos, derives from the character of Prospero in the play. Prospero symbolizes the conscious mind, when made aware of the conscious, unconscious, symbolized in the play by the monster Caliban, Prospero may integrate and resolve unconscious conflicts, contradictions, and traumas through the help of Ariel. And Ariel represents the superconscious or the intuitive mind. So why is this important to know? It is because the characteristics 
and role of Taliban continue to rise whenever authoritarian thinking persists, trying to dominate people, to cow them into submitting to a particular viewpoint, trying to prove falsehoods are truth. When power is misunderstood as, mani as manipulation for power's sake, Taliban is alive. We need the role of Prospero to show us how to do straight thinking. The word power comes from the Latin root poti, that's spelled P-O-T-I, which means to be able. With this definition, there are no conditions attached to the word, but people have corrupted the meaning to serve their ends. How does this relate to the present day? This year has been a very topsy-turvy tempest for all of us. We've had the pandemic and the resulting confusion, misinformation, mistrust of the scientific and medical community. The virus has affected all of us regardless of color, race, income level, or occupation. The pandemic was a huge unknown that appeared to have come out of nowhere. It continues to disrupt lives, overwhelm healthcare systems. Companies in business for many years have been forced to close. Supply chains have been interrupted and restaurants also forced to close. We've been impacted financially, emotionally, and physically. Our concepts of power continue to be challenged. We feel powerless because change has happened so rapidly and because we did not understand or pay attention and we're now having or we have been having a problem adapting. The pandemic has forced us to look at what we believe in. What are our expectations? What is no longer viable? This election year has also been a tempest. Us versus them thinking, isolation, and fear of what is not American, believing each side is right, no room to listen to each other in a civil manner and disagree without threatening harm to each other. In our election, instead of accepting the outcome, we hear daily calls for the results to be overturned and poll workers threatened. Yesterday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott urged Georgia Republicans to overwhelm the polls with a tidal wave of votes in the upcoming Senate runoffs. Some politicians are tapping into and stirring up the emotions of their constituents to the point that it seems people have literally lost their minds. I'm right, you're wrong. The election was stolen. Critical thinking and decisions based on facts have been usurped. Too many people believe if so-and-so said this, it must be true. So they jump on the wagon and stir up trouble. Delays in getting stimulus package, companies closing, many who have been in business for many years, people struggling to pay their rent, to put food on their table, provide for their families, separation of families at the Mexican border, environmental protections being reversed or eliminated, ending unemployment, or not extending unemployment benefits. 
and then mail-in voting being undermined. Those who are enthralled with the unconscious, what the unconscious stirs up, do not seem to have an awareness of faulty thinking. They buy into and promote conspiracies. They also blame others for their misfortune, refusing to acknowledge their role in their predicament. In many ways, we have lost our dukedom, just as Prospero's did. Prospero did. How do we return to sanity? Mumford states, one clear act of sanity remains to be performed, to call upon the right reason of our opposite numbers all over the world in the conviction that mankind as a whole has a repository of sanity and goodwill that is capable of delivering the race from psychotic malice and irrational violence. If mankind is not to take the last step into the if, yeah, if mankind is not to take the last step into the abyss, we must awaken ourselves from this nightmare and cleanse ourselves of our present irrationality. We must uphold love and reason as more precious than life itself. What can I do? I'm only one person, you may ask. The purpose of the Prosperos is to re-identify as consciousness rather than a physical limited it who can be controlled, pushed around, pushing others around. We create and govern our thoughts. We can ask ourselves, where is Caliban in our lives? What tempests are we creating because of our misunderstanding? The Prosperos teaches people how to think, not what to think using the techniques of translation and releasing the hidden splendor. The ability to know how to think, how to know the truth will always be needed in any society. It is important to note that Prospero did not banish Caliban or imprison him for his behavior. He saw the value of Caliban's role. Through consistent application of these techniques, we can understand and tame our Caliban and make this role a useful servant for us. The more we make our unconscious conscious, the more we can be aware of the roles we have taken on and have assigned to others in our life. Once we're able to tame Caliban in our life, then we can help tame Caliban in the world. If you have not had translation or releasing the hidden splendor, we have classes planned for 2021 to be given online. And we will post them on our website, www.theprosperos.org. In the midst of the turmoil in the world, there is hope. As we progress through the cycle of tempests, the world will be different, which is okay. We're not returning to normal. Our world has changed. But with each of us bringing together the qualities of Prospero, Caliban, and Ariel in our lives, we can move through our issues and function in the name of sanity. Thank you.
Well, thank you everyone for thank being you, here Anne. today. Thank, thank you, you, Janet. Thank you, thank you Ben. Uh, thank you, Hugh John, for all your help. And mm -hmm. have a wonderful rest of the day and a fabulous week.